Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so, oh, is that a bit echoey or is it just me? Um, I'm so blessed to be here. I said it this morning. I, I really feel honoured to be here. Um, ben and Jody are, are very dear to my heart and I love Pour It Out. And uh, when they asked me and they said, just pray about it, I'm like, do I really need to pray about it? Yes, of course I'll come. I'm only joking. But no, I just, um, it's a real honour to be here. So uh, just before I jump into my message tonight, I'm just going to throw something out there. And I don't want, um, if you feel uncomfortable about raising your hand or whatever, you can come and see me afterwards, it's fine. Um, just during worship, I kept seeing um, whirlwinds of confusion and, uh, and they were spinning really fast. And, and when I asked the Lord, um, I heard him say that they're in this specific area of direction. Uh, so I don't know if there's anyone here who is specifically feeling like the Lord, you thought the Lord gave you a promise about somewhere you were going to go or something he was going to do. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it's just not going the right way. And there's whirlwinds of confusion over you. Is that anyone here? There's a few. Okay. Well, I felt the Lord say, Isaiah 30, 21. And it says, uh, where is it? And your eyes shall see your teacher and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I saw the hand of God and he grabbed the confusion and he, the whirlwind of confusion and he tore it down and suddenly he went like this and all of a sudden a whirlwind of clarity and suddenly uh, was replaced where that confusion is. So I just want to declare over you right now that confusion is being broken in the name of Jesus and that as you continue to seek the Lord and ask him for his clarity, uh, even when you don't understand, keep holding his hand because the Lord is going to release a whirlwind of clarity, things are going to suddenly become clear and then all of a sudden things are going to fall into place. So I just want to bless you guys with that. Keep holding on because the Lord is faithful. He's faithful and we know confusion is not from God. Uh, so I just speak peace over you, over your mind and uh, may you see the faithfulness of God blow your mind in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I've just written a few notes here of other things. Okay, I'll do the rest at the end. Um, okay, so tonight I want to share with you, uh, I've only shared this message once before, and it was actually a couple of weeks ago I had the privilege of uh, speaking at the Australian Prophetic Summit uh, in Brisbane. And um, the Lord really birthed a message in me, firstly, as I walked it out and then through me, uh, in, the season, in the area of birthing that this is your season of birthing and that in the place of birthing there's a clarion call that is being released across the body of Christ for the people of God to go deeper still. You know, and I love that song, Good, Good Father, you know, but I love those words, you know, and especially go deeper still. And so tonight I want to encourage you just around that theme uh, because, you know, I really think that this is a, the Ephesians 3.20 season. The Lord has spoken that verse to me so many times in this season, I've lost count. You know, in Ephesians 3.20 says, you know, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever hope, imagine or dream. There is a banner over this season right now in the body of Christ that says Ephesians 3.20 and it is going to scream the goodness of God in your life and it's going to shout it into the world because your testimony is powerful. The world out there needs to hear your testimonies of the goodness of God. You know, the love and goodness of God is going to counteract all the other stuff that's going out there, going on out there. 
that world out there needs hope and they need to know that God is a good God and he's not standing up there really cranky and ready to, you know, zap people with a lightning bolt. We are being awakened in this season. There is an awakening that's happening across the body of Christ and it's happening in areas of insight, intimacy and identity. In these new depths that the Lord's leading us into, um, I I mentioned this morning, you know, I've traveled a a little bit recently and I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Lana, this season has been so polar opposite. I've experienced hardship and pain like I've never known before, but I'm experiencing this stirring of excitement, this pregnant kind of feeling in the atmosphere. And, and it's, it's just become so common. I know it's been my experience in this season. One moment I'm like, yay, Jesus, breakthrough. The next minute I feel like I'm being pressed so hard uh, by opposition and trials and testing. And so there's been a lot of um, stories that I'm hearing of people saying, I feel like I'm being pulled in two directions at the same time. But I want to say to you that in that place where there are polar opposites going on and the stretching is happening, it's happening so you can carry more. It's happening so that your faith muscles will be strengthened, so you can believe for the more. You can carry what the Lord is releasing in this season. You know, the thing I love um, about this next season is we're moving into something completely new. You know, what's the thing about new? We don't know what it looks like. You know, we don't know. We haven't been there before. And that's exciting and it's scary. (laughs) But it's great because he's with us. The Lord uh, said to me when I was preparing this message, Lana, I'm moving my people now into the place of being midwives. That now is the time that through your prayer and through your faith, you are partnering with him at a whole new level to see a birthing happen in your life personally and in the lives of those around you like you've never seen before. The Lord is calling us deeper into the place of intimacy and the place of prayer in order to see a great move of his spirit, a move of his spirit in this nation like we've never seen before. I uh, I had a dream recently. I'm a big dreamer. I praise the Lord for dreams because I love my sleep. So I love the fact that the Lord speaks to me in prophetic dreams. Every night I go to bed and I go, where are we going tonight, Lord? Come on. And then some nights, uh, some mornings I wake up and I go, oh, I didn't have a dream last night. But anyway, in that a few months ago, I had a dream and I was standing in front of Ayers Rock. And I remember I was just looking at it. It was really big. I've never been there in the natural. And uh, all of a sudden this wind started to blow and it started to shake and it was rattling like crazy when all of a sudden it exploded. And when it exploded, the glory of God was released out of this rock all across the nation. And as it was spreading, I saw healing taking place. The fields were all white. There was a purity over the nation uh, and there were, the harvest field was ready. And when I woke up, I said to the Lord, why is rock? Like, why did you choose, what does it represent? What did you choose Ayers Rock? And he said, because I'm healing the heart of the nation. You know, Ayers Rock is in the center of this nation. And I feel like right now, and there's a whole lot of other stuff in that. I believe the Lord's doing a big work with the indigenous and the, the First Nations people. And that, that's a whole other thing. But 
the Lord is focusing on the heart of this nation and he's bringing healing. And I believe that, you know, the, the tall poppy, the orphan thing, the, that spirit that's over the nation, it's going to break as the people of God begin to rise up as we seek him in the place of intimacy and then we go out there and we share the good, good father that we all know and we all love. <clears throat> Isaiah forty-three nineteen says, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Get ready for something new. And the areas in your life where you feel like you're in a desert, keep positioning yourself. Because in him, he will open wells in the wilderness. Because he's a good father. In the birthing, there's a great turning. There's a turning of the tides that's happening over the body of Christ as a whole, but over your lives, over my life, individually. The tides are really turning in your favour. You're going to begin to see things in your life that have constantly opposed you. As you stay positioned, the tides are going to turn in your favour. The Bible says that, you know, there's double recompense. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a numbers person. I see the, the clock. The Lord plays a lot of games with me with time. Uh, and uh, I was seeing 11-11 for a long time. And um, through talking to people, I'd say, are you seeing it? What do you think? Some people would go, what are you talking about? Other people would go, yes, I've seen it too. What does it mean? And uh, I was talking to somebody and they said to me, Lana, John 11, 11. And in John 11, 11, that's when Jesus calls Lazarus uh, back to life, awaken. And there is an awakening that's happening right now across the body of Christ. And the thing is, Lazarus was asleep, right? And, and Jesus woke him up. And the thing is, the enemy may try and tell you, hey, look at that thing in your life, that's dead. Don't believe that. Speak the opposite. Speak the awakening, uh, like the, the word of God over your circumstances. Because I believe that the Lord is bringing resurrection life into circumstances like we haven't seen before. Dry bones are starting to rattle. I was having an encounter recently and all I could hear was these rattling bones. And I thought, what the heck? And the Lord said to me, Lana, the bones are starting to rattle. All of those moments that you have said yes to him, you've declared and you've stayed faithful, the Lord is beginning to bring life to those bones. Don't doubt the power of your prophetic words. Don't doubt the power of the spoken word because the Lord is bringing those dry bones to life. Uh, so one of my dreams. So this is how my me this message came about. I had a dream recently and uh, in my dream I was walking up a mountain and I remember walking up this mountain and I had this sense that I'd been walking for a long time. And I was so discouraged and so despaired at this massive mountain. I kept thinking in my dream, when am I ever going to get to the top? I feel like I've been climbing for ages and suddenly I get to a ledge near the top and I'm standing there and all of a sudden a rainbow appears in front of me. Now we know rainbows go like this. The rainbow I saw was like a ladder. It was like that. And I stood there and I'm looking at the rainbow and I thought, wow, that's amazing. It was so close that I could touch it, yet at the same time I felt like I was standing in it. That's how close it was. But I was still discouraged and I was still really tired. 
the, se the season, the scene changes in my dream and I'm now in front of uh, my parents' house for some reason and again, I'm feeling really, really discouraged and I'm just never going to get to the top. As soon as I think that, again, this rainbow appears the second time. It's so close, I can feel it. I can tangibly feel it. And my eye catches my son, Elijah, a little bit up further up from me, and he's standing on a rock. And all of a sudden, he goes like this, and he starts stamping on this rock that was as hard as, you know, as, hard as a rock. And as he stamped, this rock started turning to quicksand. Well, I thought it was quicksand. And he started getting drawn down deep into this rock, and he's going further down and further down and further down. As a mother, I start freaking out in my dream that my son is being swallowed by a rock. As I turn around like this to run towards Elijah, this booming voice comes into my dream and says this. Oops, sorry, that was me. Um, where are we? Oh, um, 18. Okay. Oh, I've lost it. Sorry. Ephesians 3.18. I wrote, yes, there it is, right in front of me. Sorry. Okay. All right. So he looks at me and, uh, sorry, and I hear this booming voice and it says, uh, sorry, um, where will I start? Uh, let's start at, oh yeah, it was 16, okay. So that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your innermost being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This, this, have you, who's seen um, the old school like Ten Commandments movies and the, no one? Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> and the, you know the Charlton Heston, this is the Lord, like that type of voice? It was like that, really loud and booming in my dream. And I remember being asleep and I'm just thinking that that's the Lord. And as I'm waking up, he, I'm filled with this sense that in this season, in the journey when we've become weary and discouraged and we feel like how far till the breakthrough, how much longer till I get to the top of this mountain that I feel like I've been climbing, that the Lord is inviting us firstly into an ascension. You know, Jacob's ladder, I don't know if you've heard of Lance Wall now, he's been prophesying a lot this November is the, the month of Jacob's ladder, uh, ascending up and down into the heavens, seeing angelic activity, uh, all that stuff. That was the sense in my dream. There's an invitation from heaven to, uh, to ascend. But the thing with a rainbow is it represents the promises of God and there were two of them in my dream. And when I chatted to a, a friend of mine, he's amazing in dream interpretation, he said to me, Lana, two is double, obviously, and this is the season of double recompense. But two in a dream also represents destiny. So when the Lord, when you dream something and it's, it's twice, there's a reaffirming, it means it's to do with destiny. And so this message came out of that dream because I felt the Lord saying to me, Lana, the, 
the church is on the brink of the greatest move of my spirit they've ever seen, which means they're going to be released into greater levels of destiny like they've never known before. But in that place, there is a call to steward the breakthrough well. And how do I steward breakthrough and favour and promotion and souls and healings? and How do we steward revival well? And I felt the Lord say it's in the womb of intimacy. It's in the cocoon of intimacy that we steward what, what we see around us really well. You know, and I love the fact, I am so, I love reading about revivalists of the past. I love hearing all the stories and do it again, Lord, and more. That's my heart's cry. And the one thing that I notice when I look at the life of revivalists is the common denominator that a lot of them had was their yieldedness to him their intimacy, their radical level of surrender and knowing, Lord, I, I want to know you and I know who you are and I know what's mine. I know who I am. And that's the place that I believe that we will see more fruitfulness in our own lives and out there than we've ever seen. Because in the place of intimacy, you not only see him, but you're awakened to who you are. You know, in seeing him, you see you. Because he can't help but love on you. He loves, he loves to love on you. And it's interesting in this season, um, so a little bit about just our journey. I'm a stay, well, I was, sorry, a stay-at-home mum with uh, two little boys. I'm still home a bit, but our lives have radically changed. The Lord's picked us up and said, Lana, let's go itinerant. And uh, so there's been a whirlwind so from the five days, seven days a week, I'd be at home. Uh, I'm now home, you know, a lot, well, often, but we travel a lot as a family. And uh, so in the midst of all of this, I have my meltdowns every now and again. Lord, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness, did I know what I was praying when I asked to be like an itinerant minister 17 years ago? You know, all those moments, those, those meltdown moments. But the Lord has start, he started calling me out. I'd be washing the dishes and I'd hear him say, do you know you're powerful? And uh, I think so. And then again, I'd be changing my little boy's nappy. Do you know that you're powerful, Lana? You're so powerful, Lana. And I'd kind of be like, yeah, amen, thanks, Lord. I'm holding to that even though I don't feel it. And then it started coming to me through other people. People would come to me and go, Lana, I've got a word for you. I feel like the Lord's saying that he wants you to know you're really powerful. I don't feel really powerful. I'm scared. <laughs> But see, the thing is, is that the Lord will call out who you really are, even when your circumstances are screaming the opposite. Because your circumstances, they're lying to you. You know, they're trying to tell you, oh, Lana, you're in over your head, you know, you're in trouble now. Well, no, I'm not because he's with me. And I'm not powerful because I've got great abilities. I'm powerful because he, who lives in me. And same for you. <clears throat> the winters are turning into springs areas of your life that have attempted to break you to really break you down in this season have a divine turning hand of the Lord over you to bring a sudden breakthrough so what has attempted to break you down in this season keep holding on in faith because the Lord will turn it for your greatest breakthrough you know where there's mess in 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 life I personally don't like mess, but I'm starting to get used to it because the Lord is not afraid of our mess. 
He's not afraid of our struggles. He's not afraid of circumstances that go on in our life. And he's not standing on the sidelines saying, when you decide to get it all together, then I'll step in. He's the one in the middle of the mess going, I like getting my hands dirty with you. Let's work this out. Let's work together because your mess, when I'm in it, is going to turn to your greatest message. So don't let, your, don't let mess in life, things that are out of order, out of control, tell you that God is standing on the sideline because he's not. He's in there with you, getting his hands dirty, loving you, strengthening you, and giving you hope for the future. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. I had another dream recently and this wasn't a, a dream where I saw anything. I just heard the Lord and he said, as I was waking up, over and over again like a cassette player it was saying he was saying the time is now the time is now the time is now the time is now over and over and over and over again so I woke up and I wrote it in my journal and the next oh, a couple of days later I was shopping with my husband and I uh, went into a shop and I'm like oh, I like those watches and one caught my eye right in the middle a big face of the watch like this and in black letters across it it said the time is now oh. It was so good. Don't you love when the Lord confirms things like that? <laughs> but the thing with, with that is I felt the Lord saying, the word now, Lana, is open-ended. I'm saying that in the present, right now, the time is now on many levels. The time is now for your breakthrough. The time is now for your release into greater doors and floors of your destiny. The time is now for you to see double recompense. The time really is now for revival and for awakening. And this, uh, I have to share this story with you. Um, I was sharing it with John and Jenny the other day. I was just so excited. At the uh, prophetic summit we were at uh, a few weeks ago, they were talking a lot about Bob Jones. Does everyone, anyone not know who Bob is? No, we're all good? Okay. Bob Jones uh, gave a prophetic word. I, Oh, I think it was in the 80s, but I could be wrong. But it was a long time ago. And he saw a, uh, a revival, a harvest that was going to happen in Australia and across the world. And he called it the Billion Soul Harvest. And he said that there would be three indicators that would be prophetic signs that we're heading towards that time, the end time harvest. The first one was that there would be a pill that was created for abortion. That happened. The second one was that um, same-sex marriage would be legalized in the United States. And that happened, was it last year or this year? One of the two. This year? Okay. The third one, he saw, he had a vision of Chinese people in rice fields and they were, you know, going about their work and they had a watch on. And their watch was similar to the iWatch, but they were streaming worship music from their watch. This year... Catherine Renala went, she's uh, the pastor of Glory City Church in Brisbane, and she went, I think she went to Hong Kong or somewhere, and she was talking to somebody and telling them about this prophecy. And the guy said to her, do you know what's happened with a Chinese um, uh, watch business? And she said, no. She said, a company, a Chinese company, have now developed a watch that is similar to the iWatch, but it is available for 10 to $20 in China for people to be able to stream worship music and music from their watch. So people in the rice fields are now going out and buying an affordable watch and are in the rice fields streaming worship music. 
Bob Jones said, when you see that third sign, you will know that you are on the brink of the billion soul harvest. Like that, like just, oh, come on. <laughs> so good. So good. And that, that is exactly, I feel like we are, we, that's exactly where it's at. We're on the brink of something bigger than we can imagine. And there's been lots of prophetic words that next year is going to be the year of souls. Uh, next year is going to be the year of great harvest. Um, there's a lot of uh, expectation in the air. And I really think that is why for me personally, I have felt the Lord being very specific in Lana, in the breakthrough, in the revival, in the awakening, in the, the glorious moments where heaven's invading earth, all those things come deeper still. Come deeper still. <clears throat> Isaiah 66, 9 says, Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? He's going to be faithful, sorry, he's going to display his faithfulness to you. No matter which part of the birthing process you're at, whether the Lord has just given you a word or a vision, whether you've been, you know, carrying it for a while, or whether you're at that, that stage of kind of, oh, I feel so heavy, I've been carrying this thing forever, you feel like you're nine months pregnant, or whether you're in that moment of like, I feel like I'm pushing now, like I feel like the baby's about to be delivered, like I'm about to see the promises of God, you know, the breakthrough manifest in my life. Wherever you are on that journey, the Lord will, has given you and will continue to give you grace to walk it through. He will continue to pour out everything that you need in order to walk the birthing process. Because he's a good God, he's a good father, and he equips you for what you walk through. I kept seeing 5.55 on the clock all the time. This was another one of my, Lord, what is this kind of thing? And, uh, and I didn't hear any answer, so I, so I started asking around. And someone said to me, Lana, five is the number of grace. And so I asked the Lord, why three times? And he said, because of the magnitude of what you're birthing, the magnitude of what I'm birthing in my people and through the body of Christ, a lot of my people are feeling like this has been really hard. This has been really, really hard, things that keep coming against me, but I am saying grace upon grace upon grace. And in the word, I should have looked it up, there's a scripture and it says, say grace, grace, grace to the mountain. So you, the Lord is speaking grace over you. Don't let the enemy tell you that you don't have what you need and the grace to be able to walk where you are right now in your birthing process because you do. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Let's see. I've got a few things going through my head. I'm just trying to decide where, here where the Lord wants to go. Um, so the thing with birthing is that there's pain in the pushing. There's pain in the pushing, but where are your eyes on the birth, in the birthing process? I find this interesting because anyone, uh, any mums in here, you've had children, you know, pregnancy is a, an interesting journey. I'm sure we could all share different experiences and cravings and, you know, all those different things. And then you get to labour 
and uh, for me it was a huge shock. Oh my goodness, people told me it was going to be a shock, but this is a real shock. <laughs> and in the moment of pushing, it is, if you focus on the contraction, this was the thing that my midwife said to me. She's like, don't look at the contraction and think this hurts really bad. She's like, look at the contraction and think I'm one less contraction away from birthing my baby. And in the birthing process, when it's hard and you're contending and you're waiting to see the breakthrough and the deliverance of God or you're believing, you know, contending for a city or a nation for revival, whatever it is, when the pressure gets put on and the pain is intense, if you focus on the pain of the pushing, you know, it, feel, it, it can feel more painful. But if our eyes are on him and on the joy set before us, I know what's coming on the other side of this pushing. It makes it a bit easier, doesn't it? Actually, okay, I know there's a baby coming. And for me, when I had my first son, there could have been, you know, fireworks and part, like whatever, like a celebrity could have walked through the hospital. It wouldn't have mattered because the little precious bundle of joy that I was holding in my arms, that's all that mattered. You know, everything went quiet and the joy... This is mine, the overwhelming love in that moment. And then I didn't sit there looking at Elijah going, wow, you're so beautiful, but man, that pain, you caused me so much pain. The pain just, it was gone. Like, you know, it was long forgotten. This is worth it. That was worth it. What I just walked through, that was worth it. And I feel like many of you, that have been walking through that place where there's been pain and the intense pushing, where it's been hard in the contending, that you will come out the other side and when you hold the promise, that you're going to look at it and go, you know what, that was hard, but it was worth it. It was worth it because look at what the Lord has done. Look at the testimony. Look at the absolute display of his faithfulness that I am standing in a place where God, could, uh, where God could only do what he just did. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. I had a, uh, an encounter recently. I was just sitting in my lounge room and uh, having a cup of coffee and talking to the Lord about um, the fact that my, um, my number one passion uh, is intimacy with Jesus. I used to work at a church in Sydney and the pastor always used to say, Lana, I could get you to preach on fasting. He's like, and somehow you turn it around in the end to seeking the heart of God. And, uh, and that's me. That's my passion. My heart is to see the people of God uh, go deeper, that you would fall more in love with Jesus, that you would encounter his heart and that you would hear his voice. That's my heart. And uh, so I'm in my lounge room talking to the Lord about intimacy and what are you doing across the body of Christ, Lord? And I want to go deeper with you. I want encounters with your heart and I want to see angels and all that stuff. And suddenly I'm taken into this place and I feel like I'm really there and I'm standing there and it's like I can see all around me there's angels and they're holding shofars and uh, like trumpets and all of a sudden they blow the shofar and they start to call people into deeper places in the secret place 
And as they're blowing shofars, I see the people of God who, are, who kind of start hearing this, this call and they start moving towards the door of the secret place. And as they walk through the door, I'm taken into a garden. And this garden, I just somehow know in this encounter, it represents intimacy. And as they step in, I see them look around and they're like, oh, and suddenly the, secret the, the garden's secret place shifts and it becomes a birthing suite. And I see a bed and everything that, you know, when you're about to give birth to a baby, that's what I saw. The hospital room, the birthing suite. And suddenly the Lord said to me, Lana, it is in the secret place in this season that my people are going to birth their dreams, their desires, my heart for them, promises, everything is going to be birthed from the secret place and then it, the fruit will come out. I, wa I want to say that I believe that a lot of the keys that you need for your breakthrough. I believe the Lord is going to specifically give you in your secret place. That there's going to be sudden downloads of things that you'll kind of go, I never thought of that before. Oh my goodness. And I love uh, what Bill Johnson says from Bethel. He says, pay attention to what you dream about and what comes up in your heart during your times of worship. Whether that's your worship with the Lord one-on-one -on -one or in this place, pay attention to what bubbles to the surface because in that place of worship where you're like just adoring him and praising him and loving him, he will begin to stir things in your heart. Pay attention to what comes up. What do you dream about in worship? You know, I grew up, uh, I, I became a Christian when I was 16 and um, there was a lot of, uh, I guess, religious mindset uh, that I was exposed to. And so I was told, you don't, if, you know, if you, your mind starts wandering in worship, you bring it back. Like if you're dreaming about people getting healed or, you know, kind of, um, you know, people getting set free. I used to personally have all these visions about prophesying to people. And I kind of beat myself in the head and go, Lana, focus, and kind of bring my, my attention back to the Lord all the time. But what was happening in that place of worship, the Lord was stirring dreams in me and he was stirring hope for the future. And this is what I've called you to. So pay attention during worship as you're adoring him. If dreams start coming to your mind or certain, you know, out of the blue thoughts, oh, write them down. And if they're not the Lord, well, you haven't lost anything. But what if it is? <clears throat> Thank you. Intimacy with Jesus is our greatest privilege and it's our greatest blessing and it's a place where everything flows. And I mentioned before the clarion call. A clarion call, if you don't know what it is, it's in, the, in scripture, it was a strongly expressed demand or an inspiration to act. And a clarion call that the shofar, the trumpet, has a really clear tone. It's really clear and it's, um, the definition was a medieval trumpet um, and it was used to get people's attention. But also, I was really intrigued that in scripture it was used to call for war. And I thought, oh. And so when I'm diving into this message, I thought, Lord, I, I'm sure I heard you say a clarion call to intimacy. How has that got anything to do with warring? 
and suddenly I remembered, I love Graham Cook. He's, one of, he's been one of my from afar prophetic mentors. I think he's amazing. And suddenly I remembered one of my favorite quotes I ever heard him preach about. And he said, your intimacy with him is your greatest weapon. Your intimacy with him is your greatest weapon because nothing can stand against you when you know who he is. When you know who he is and the history that you, that you have with the Lord, giants can come into the land and scream at you. And yeah, okay, at times we can get afraid and we can feel a bit shaky and we can feel a bit, oh Lord, I'm, I feel like I'm doubting. But I know who you are. I know who you are. My season might not have changed yet and I might not have seen my breakthrough yet, but I refuse to change the subject. I refuse to allow my circumstance to dictate anything about you and to say that you're not good. Your circumstances don't dictate the goodness of God. The word does. You know, and so often we, ha we can have testimonies that we go, yes, like he is so good. And they're moments that we share those testimonies. But then if you're, if you're faced with a circumstance where, you know, the breakthrough hasn't come yet, that's not truth. When the, en when the enemy and the circumstance is screaming at you, God's not faithful. You know, God's not going to come through for you. Look at your circumstances or look what you've done. God's not going to show up. God is good all the time all the time you know he's so so good and even recently I um, had a friend of, of mine I'd, I'd met him uh, this year and sadly he was he was contending for his uh, beautiful little girl's healing and uh, and sadly she ended up um, going to be with Jesus but one of the most powerful things I have seen in this friend of mine's life is at the f at, even at the funeral, he stood up and he said, I don't understand why this has happened, but I want to say that my God is still good. I want to declare that even though I have lost something that is so precious to me, I refuse to change the subject. Wow. And now to see him, even in the grieving process, reaching out to people, and praying for people's healing and going around and saying to people, yeah, I don't understand, but I refuse to change the subject. I refuse to allow the grief and what has happened to change the truth that my God is good. Powerful. So powerful. <clears throat> oh, Song of Solomon. Oh, I am a bit of, I love, it's my favorite book of the Bible, Song of Solomon, and especially if you haven't got the Passion Translation, oh my goodness, can I just say, grab yourself a copy, there's lots of, whatever your favorite book of the Bible is, grab a copy of the Passion Translation, it is, it's stunning by uh, Brian Simmons, anyway, that was very random, there you go, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 10 to 13, from the Passion Translation, it says, arise my dearest, Hurry, my darling, come along with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has now changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended 
and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and to guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth and my plans are bursting around you? The budding vines of new life are now blossoming everywhere. The fragrance of flowers whisper, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. Wow. I could just, I, I say this all the time, but I could camp on that, that verse for the rest of my life. <laughs> but the, the barren season is now over. I want to declare that over you, that the barren season is now over, that you are entering into your season of birthing. There is change in the air, and it's everywhere. <clears throat> While I was at uh, the prophetic, the Australian Prophetic Summit, I was in worship, and uh, I was uh, struggling with some of my own kind of soul stuff was happening and, you know, I was, um, I had the extremely amazing privilege of speaking at the summit, but um, there are a lot of amazing speakers and uh, so I was having a moment with the Lord and I was saying, Lord, I don't know if I can do this and, uh, and I'm pressing in and I'm like, Lord, I need to connect with you right now, like I'm feeling anxious. All of a sudden... I'm taken into this encounter and I open my eyes and I see the feet of Jesus. And they're strong and they're dark tanned and they're dusty and he's wearing gold flip-flops. And I can see the, the hem, just the hem of his, of his robe and it was white. And I've got my face on his feet and in the natural, I'm crying in worship, I'm on my face. And, but in this encounter, my tears are falling on his feet and I'm thinking, oh, I look, I rem this is like Mary in the Bible. Anyway, so I'm, I'm lying there and just longing to hear him. And then he says to me, Lana, you know these feet because you've walked with me. You know these hands because you've held them even when you didn't understand. You know this face because you've leant so close to me that our, t our cheeks have touched. And you know my breath because you've leant in so close to hear my voice that my breath has been upon you. As soon as he said it, I saw myself suddenly get pulled out and I'm looking at myself, so it's like I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm standing here and I can see myself on the floor. And I see myself and I'm weeping and I'm just feeling insignificant. And then suddenly, as soon as he says that to me, I stand up and I'm a queen. And when I came out of that encounter, the Lord said to me, Lana, this is a picture not only of your life, but it's a picture of what I'm doing in the body of Christ. That as my people are at my feet and they're pressing in, they're walking with me, they're holding my hand even when they don't understand, they're leaning in close to hear my voice, they may feel like they're, they're feeling insignificant or things aren't working right or whatever it is, 
But when that connection takes place, that place of intimacy, when they arise, they're in their true identity. Because you are royalty. Because your father is the king. We are priests, you know, we're, we're kings and we're, we're, we're royalty. And it's in the place of intimacy that he will awaken you to who you are and arise you up into the truth of who you already are. You know, Jesus died because he loves us. That just blows my mind. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And, and that's what I, you know, it's not about having it all together. And I know I say that a lot, but it's not, it's not about being perfect. The Lord uh, puts an A plus on the top of a blank sheet before you've done ever, anything. He approves you. He loves you before you do anything. You just, you said yes. You're in relationship with him. It's so good. And you know, the orphan spirit will tell you that you need to do things in order to make God, you know, pleased and there's not enough to go around, all that stuff. God loves you where you're at right now because of who you are. You're his. He created you and he doesn't make mistakes. He does not make mistakes. He thinks you're wonderful. And I love the picture in um, Zephaniah 3.17 that says the Lord rejoices over you with singing. Wow, the Lord rejoices over you because you're amazing, you're awesome, you're his creation. The enemy will come and try and attack your identity because it's, if he can try and attack you in the area of your identity, you'll pull back. You know, often if you don't, like me, when I was feeling insignificant, oh gosh, how am I going to speak at this big conference? All I wanted to do was run to the toilet. I'm going to run to the toilet, I'm going to hide for a while, I don't want to be up there. Because when the, enemy ki- when the enemy starts to play with your identity, often we'll withdraw and go, oh, no, 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 no. But in this season, the Lord is awakening us to who we are and what you are capable of in him. All things are possible because he's walking with you and he lives in you. <clears throat> Where do I want to go? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm just jumping around a bit. Um, okay, this, uh, this season the Lord um, was speaking to me about intimacy but he was also saying to me, Lana, this is a season of fire. This is a season of fire in the body of Christ where many uh, are facing James chapter 1 verses 2 and 4 that says, Consider it pure joy, uh, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And in this season, I believe there's been three levels of fire there's been the fire of trials that many have many of us have walked through um, that there's been the fire of opposition a lot of people that are, and me personally as well that I've been speaking to are saying there's been attack after attack opposition after opposition it's just ridiculous I feel like I'm kind of in the fire and it's been turned up seven times hotter uh, but the third type of fire the Lord was speaking to me about was encounters with the fire of God And he keeps saying to me, Lana, I'm coming as an all-consuming fire. 
I'm coming to consume up anything that's holding my people back as they press in, but I'm also releasing my fire to ignite all the right places. So he's igniting all the right places and, and burning out all the wrong ones. So all the good ones, the hunger for him, the encounters with him where passion and, and just zeal goes to a whole new level, giftings, um, you know, being exploded in the fire of God, healings taking place, all the right things are being ignited and then the fire is falling on all the things that possibly we feel like hold us back. And uh, for those of you, I'll just quickly share it, who weren't here this morning, I, I shared a dream that I had about um, roots and uh, they look like garlic, big garlic bulbs in the hearts of people. And uh, they were worshipping and all of a sudden the fire of God fell and it went straight onto these, these roots in their heart and, uh, and burnt them away. And where they were, the fire of God was replaced. And, uh, and as I was waking up, the Lord said, I'm sending fire to the roots. As my people are pressing in for things that have held them back, strongholds and they just keep coming up against this thing whatever it is in their life as they press in now is the time that I'm burning those things away and so in this season uh, I really believe that we've entered uh, like the three level fire and uh, you know Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were in the fire but there was the fourth man in the fire you know and he is with you in the fire and I felt like he wanted to say to some of you tonight you're not going to die in the fire that because he's with you, you're going to thrive in the fire. You're going to come out the other side. And the thing I love about that story about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego is the Bible says when they came out, like that they weren't burnt. You know, they were totally preserved. And I feel like the Lord wants to say to some of you that even if you feel like the fire has been turned up seven times as hotter, remember who is with you in the fire. The fourth man is in the fire. He's with you in the fire. He's protecting you and he's holding you. And when you come out the other side, you'll be stronger than when you went in. And it'll be a testimony to him and to his deliverance. <clears throat> the fire that was meant to kill you in this season is going to be an area of your greatest strength in him. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I come to bring life and bring life more abundantly. Then I felt the Lord highlight the, word, the three words of attack that stood out to me. Steal, kill and destroy. And then I felt him say, Lana, life, life, life. I thought, okay. Like a, rest, a restoration a recompense and an abundance of what the enemy had stolen, had killed and destroyed. So I'm looking at this threefold kind of chord, this theme that I'm seeing th flow through this John 10.10 10, and the Lord saying life, life, life and I'm like, I'm not, okay, I think I'm getting it. I then log on Facebook and I'm going through my news feed and I see a word by Chuck Pierce. Chuck Pierce is a, a, an amazing prophetic voice in uh, a prophet in the United States. The morning after I heard the Lord say, life, 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 the threefold cord, I see this word. And it says, embrace your turning point. Over this past season, you've been sifted and you've been strained and you have even fought for your very breath. But this is a day of change. This is a day of rearranging 
This is a time that I am sending a threefold cord of empowerment into your soul that cannot be broken. Many covenants that you thought would last are now lying by the wayside. I am now sending a threefold cord to reform, restore and rebuild. I am causing my, my restoration of your future to begin to rise. Step into the well and the water that is now stirring and moving. Watch me begin to wash away what has strained you. Watch me cause you to shine and watch me give you new territory for this season. Wow. There is new territory before you. Where there's been fire of opposition, the Lord is sending a threefold cord that cannot be broken to bring reform, to restore and to rebuild in your life. The restoration of your future is beginning to arise in a way you've never seen and dreams are coming alive again and resurrection power is landing on the things that you thought had died. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Doug Addison is uh, another prophet in the US and uh, he said in this season, sometimes old things that start coming to the surface as God is um, bringing healing at a deeper level, don't mistake this time of healing in the fire as regression. So if stuff's coming up in you, in the breakthrough, in the birthing, in the season of fire, if you're seeing stuff come up in your heart, don't, don't look at it as regression. The, the Lord will stir things up and bring things to the surface in our hearts, not because he wants to torment us or make us feel bad about stuff that still needs to be healed. It's the fact he wants to heal it. So if there's stuff coming up, be encouraged that it means the Lord has his finger on it. And he's like, it's okay, I can see that and I want to heal it because I want you to be the best you that I've created you to be. I want you to fly, I want you to dream, I want you to thrive. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Hmm, what do I want to do? Incredible clarity and insight is being birthed in intimacy in this season. And uh, I heard a, a periscope lately by Lance Wellnow, and he said that fire is falling on the cocoon of intimacy. And it's burning away the things that you don't need to take with you into this new season and ignite things for you to grab hold of that you've never held before. And I feel like you guys, myself, and, those of, and the body of Christ, see the thing with the prophetic, and I'm sure we all know this, <coughs> excuse me, is that um, it's an, always an invitation. It is always an invitation from the Lord to partner with what he's saying. And so if someone gives you a word, I, I was brought up very much, uh, I, my first pastoral ministry job was in a Baptist church. I was told that, you know, prophecy is not for today or if you do get a word, you kind of leave it on the shelf and don't do anything with it because, you know, that if the Lord wants it to come to pass, it will. You don't have to do anything. And that was my mindset until the Lord started undoing that and said to me, no, 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 it's an invitation. When I tell you something, you've tested the word, you know the word is from me. It is an invitation for you to war with that word. It's an invitation for you to partner with what I'm doing and step into it. And so in this, um, in this season, 
I really feel like the Lord is inviting us deeper into that place of intimacy and deeper into the place of agreeing with what he's doing on this earth. And then we're going to begin to see an expansion that is going to that is going to happen in our lives where we will see that the boundary lines fall in pleasant places. You know, favour is going to be poured out in this season over our lives like we haven't seen before. Why? Because the Lord wants to reach a lot of people. He wants to extend his kingdom and he wants to see everybody come into the knowledge of the goodness of God. So I want to say to you, Get ready for an increase of favour as you lean in and stay positioned, as you stay in faith. Because the Lord is going to release that favour upon your life so that you can reach a lot more people. And the thing, you know, I love, there's lots of things I love about the Lord, but one thing I love is that his picture is so much bigger than ours. You know, like if we're contending for a breakthrough for us, he's like, you know what, I get it. And I'm going, I'm going to meet you. I'm here. I'm faithful. And he works with us to bring us to the point of breakthrough. But he's also like, you just wait and see how many people you're going to, you're, I'm going to reach through you. You might have had a struggle with fear. Uh, my perfect love is going to cast out that fear. But you just wait and see how many people are going to get free from fear as you pray for them. Wow. You know, the Lord is so, he's, his picture is totally, he sees you. His eyes are so focused on you but that he can also see at the same time how much more, how many more people are standing behind you that you're about to turn around after you have your breakthrough and begin to release that breakthrough to everybody else. So I want to say that your time of testing, your birthing season, what you're walking through right now, what the Lord is birthing in your life is bigger than you. And if it's hard, if that push has been really hard, Leif Hetland says, little baby, little push, big baby, big push. So, you know, if you've been pushing for a while and it feels like it's really hard, rejoice because the baby on the other side is going to be big. (laughs) But as you push and as you contend and as you press in, there are going to be so many people that you're going to be able to help through your breakthrough. You're not just contending for you. You're contending for all the other people that you're going to come in contact with in your day-to-day life and the people that the Lord sets before you to pray for. And, you know, like for me, my big thing was fear and I, it, it was, I could stand up here for the next two hours and tell you stories that you just go, oh, my goodness. But the thing is, I pushed and I pushed and some days I thought it would never break. But now... When I turn around and someone comes to me in a prayer line and says, you know what, I am tormented to my eyeballs with fear. I don't know what to do. Instantly, I have compassion. Oh, I know what that's like. There's a connection that's established because I've walked where you are. But then when I see the love of God and that fear break, that moment when somebody is set free, my journey, I'm like, you know what, that was so hard and I don't really think I'd want to do it again, but it's worth it. Because I just got the privilege of partnering with him to see somebody set free. 
So everything that you're walking through, that you're contending for, that you're birthing, be encouraged that not only are you going to rejoice in the breakthrough that the Lord has for you, you will be able to rejoice in the breakthrough that the Lord is going to use you to set other people free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I want to, um, I had a few more points, but I just, I really feel like uh, I just want to do some, um, I want to pray for some people. Just double check. Okay. Um, So, just trying to see. Um, I'm sorry I don't know your name, but you led worship tonight. Is that you up the back? with the guitar? Phil, yeah. Okay, um, so one thing I say with the prophetic, I say this wherever I go. If uh, it doesn't sit, flush it. Okay, so don't, (laughs) I'm very big on, um, you know, the whole giving people the permission to be able to test things. Um, I I don't like to kind of say, thus saith the Lord, because I don't want to lock people into that kind of, this is God, if you don't take it, well, you're going to miss out. So I'll always say, if I give you a word, it doesn't sit, you can smile and nod nicely and then flush it later. (laughs) I'm only kidding. Anyway, Phil, um, when I looked at you before, I saw the word favour in big, big letters across you. And I felt the Lord saying that um, he is really proud of how well you have stewarded what he has placed in your hand that you have been so faithful and even not despised the day of small beginnings and that now is the time where the Lord is about to release upon you a massive increase, that there's an extension happening of your borders, there's a tent pegs that are being extended. But I, I don't know if you have a heart for the nations, but I kept hearing the verse, ask of me and I'll give you the nations. And suddenly I saw doors just opening in the nations. I don't know if that you've been believing for that, but I feel like the Lord is going to use you in the nations and the the third thing I saw was you carry a breakthrough anointing that where you have continued to walk faithfully in your own journey and you haven't allowed circumstances to break you down that the Lord is actually has released upon you a breakthrough anointing that as you minister to people uh, there's going to be angels of breakthrough that are going to minister to people Um, I have one other thing that just sorry popped into my uh, before my eyes Again, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know anything about him, so I'm just throwing this out. If um, I saw a healing anointing over your life. So uh, I don't know if you have a heart to pray for people and see healing, but I, just, I felt like the Lord was going to use you uh, very powerfully in laying hands on the sick and seeing people set free, miracles in the, in the area of healing. So anyway, bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, there was a few other people I just... Uh, oh, I should have. <laughs> I can't, can't see you now. Where are you? Sorry, you have to bear with me for a moment. Uh, oh, I will find you. <laughs> Just give me a minute. Ah, uh, oh yes, right here, right in front of me. Sorry. What was your name? Jody. Okay. Um, as soon as I saw you, um. I saw a few things. I saw you dancing. I don't know if you dance, but I saw you dancing upon circumstances. And I felt the Lord saying that um, he's really going to begin to show you how to move in another level of victory, um, that you're somebody that carries a lot of joy 
Um, and in this season, uh, I don't know if you felt like circumstances have pressed you and they've kind of felt over you, like upon you, but I saw the Lord suddenly turning things and you were dancing upon your circumstances and that any injustices that have happened in your life, the Lord is suddenly going to turn them and you're going to see the scales of justice of the kingdom are going to be balanced and they're moving in your favour. Um, and that the, this is your day of destiny. I don't know if you've been praying for an opportunity or an open door, but I felt the Lord saying that there was an opportunity that was coming um, that is going to be an effectual door. Like it's going to be a door that is going to set off a lot of other doors um, and that, that everything that you've been praying for in a specific area is about to come to a head in the sense that everything's about to come together suddenly all the ducks in a row, um, that there's a momentum of breakthrough uh, that's being released over your life in this season. So bless you, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, uh, yes, so the gentleman at the back in the orange... Yes, that's you. Um, so when I looked at you before, um, I don't know if you have a gift of um, seeing in the spirit or you have a prophetic gifting, but as soon as I looked at you, I saw a, a gift of insight and discernment uh, exploding all over you, uh, that the Lord is really going to begin to open your eyes to um, specific uh, strategies um, and wisdom, and you're going to be positioned before people of influence. Um, so I just felt like you were going to be positioned before people of, of influence, that the Lord trusts you uh, to share um, insights from his heart, that the Lord is uh, really going to release specific strategies to you where he's going to position you and you're going to have the right word in the right season and begin to speak things to people that maybe they wouldn't hear from anybody else. And, uh, and the other thing that I felt was the Lord said that, um, he, oh, sorry, I sensed the Lord saying that um, he sees what you've walked through and he sees that the, the hardships that you've endured, he's seen the pain that you've walked and that he's turning everything around for your good. That Romans 8.28 says that he works all things for good and uh, you know what, this isn't the end. This is not the end because the Lord says that when it works, all things for good. In Romans 8, 28, if it's not good yet, it's not the end. And so I just felt like um, just an encouragement from the Lord that he's going to make all things right. And where you've been wronged, he's going to make them right. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Okay, there was one other one. Where you are. I should have written them. Usually I write down t shirt orange and then, but I was too busy worshipping. <laughs> so, um, ah, yes. So the gentleman at the back, you've got glasses on your head right at the very back. Yes, yep, yep. Okay, so um, I don't know whether you have ever had any words about being a mouthpiece. Uh, but I saw, um, I saw you standing before people and speaking the word of the Lord. Um, I don't know if you're quiet by nature, but I felt like the Lord said that you're as bold as a lion and that uh, the Lord is going to begin to release through you prophetic messages that are going to send out the roar of heaven that as you speak, that people are going to be suddenly delivered uh, and healed without you even laying hands on them. And, uh, and the, the words were going through my mind that um, your voice is about to be made loud 
uh, that you really know the heart of God, that you really know what it is to walk with him and you also know what it is to trust him even when you don't understand and that there's a place of promotion that the Lord is um, really positioning you into right now because you have been so faithful with what the Lord has given you. And also the other thing I kept hearing was um, the Lord has not forgotten. I don't know if there's uh, promises in your life that you've been contending for for a long time and they may look like, you know, then nothing's happening. I felt the Lord say that um, he hasn't forgotten and that your dreams and desires, he cares about those things and they're going to come into place. There is a restoration that is happening in your life in this season, but that you are very, very trusted by the Lord. Like I feel his delight and your humility, how you have walked humbly with the Lord. He knows that he can trust you and he's about to promote you. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, um, just the last thing I wanted to do was I just wanted to ask if there's anybody here that in this last journey, uh, in this season, if you felt weary of your um, in the birthing process or you've been discouraged, like feeling like you've walked up on a mountain and when am I going to hit the top? I feel like it's never coming. Um, if that is you, what's the best way to do this? Do yeah, stand. Yeah, okay. I was just going to invite people. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So if that is you, um, I would want. I want to invite you to stand, um, and I'm going to pray over you, uh, because I really believe that the shift of the season has taken place, and where you've been weary and discouraged, not only is it about to rain from heaven, and you're about to be refreshed at a whole new level you're about to step into the double recompense of promises that the Lord has already given you. So if that's you tonight, if you've been weary or discouraged, I want to ask you to stand. Oh, I just did. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's lift our hands to heaven to receive from him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you that you are a good, good father. Lord, we thank you that nothing is impossible for you. We thank you, Jesus, that you are faithful. You are the faithful one. And God, right now I ask for each of these precious people that are standing. Lord, I pray for the refreshing rains of your spirit to fall on them right now, God, that you would fill them to overflowing, Lord God, with absolute glorious revelation of who you are. God, I impart a, uh, just a, a grace for uh, prophetic dreams, an anointing for prophetic dreams, Lord God, for dream, uh, encounters and visions, Lord God. I pray, Jesus, for each one of these people that from tonight that they would cross over a threshold into a new season of encounter, Lord God, where they would encounter your heart, Lord Jesus, and that they would steward the breakthrough in the womb of intimacy. God, I pray that you would give them bigger eyes to see and bigger ears to hear, Lord God. I thank you, God, for each person standing that they have not given up. 
And I feel like the Lord is saying, well done, well done, well done. Well done that you have continued to stand when all you can do is stand. Now is the time for harvest. Get your baskets ready. So Lord, I just release your grace, Lord God. And just I ask Holy Spirit that you would comfort each one right now and that they would see the promises of you, Lord God, from your heart, those rainbows. Let them feel the tangible presence of God, your presence, Lord, as they reach out. Lord Jesus, to you, that their promises are upon them. So Lord, I pray that they would just see you like they've never seen you before, God. That tonight would signal a shift. That they'd wake up tomorrow morning, Lord God, and feel like they've slept for a week. So I thank you, Lord, for the supernatural strength, the new vision that is being released upon them, Lord God. Hope for the future, that you're turning all things for good, and this is the day of double. Ephesians 3.20, you are about to see exceedingly, abundantly, more than you could ever hope or imagine released over your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Your fire burning us alone. Let it burn.